Okay, Adam, we have uh, another World Cup special that we're going to be doing here in a moment. But uh, yeah, I think I, I, we should probably take a moment to uh, talk about Grant Wall, uh, mm-hmm. a, a prominent American soccer writer, maybe the most prominent American soccer writer, who True. passed away in uh, Qatar uh, at the uh, at the World Cup. He was only forty-eight years old. And oh. it apparently was a very he- was healthy, um, but uh, had contracted something uh, bronchitis or something like that. And yeah, I don't think they have an official cause of death yet. But uh, hey, without all the speculation that is going on, let's just say this: that uh, it's a big loss to the U.S. soccer world because uh, there was there were few people out there that were bigger champions of U.S. soccer than Grant Wall. Definitely right, yeah. I mean, he's, um, I know U.S. soccer came out with a statement pretty quickly afterwards. Um, so, yeah, he was definitely a massive proponent of the game and uh, pushed the game further to uh, to reach the ultimate goal of U.S. soccer, which is to make soccer the preeminent sport in America. So, I actually we're getting the, there. Uh, I have the, the statement here. Uh, The entire U.S. soccer family is heartbroken to learn that we have lost Grant Wall. Fans of soccer and journalism of the highest quality knew we could always count on Grant to deliver insightful and entertaining stories about our game, its major protagonists, team players, coaches, and many personalities that make soccer unlike any sport. Uh, You know, they can tell how beloved he was when, you know, they did the tribute to him uh, in the stadium. And the announcers, when the game started, I don't know if you saw this, they couldn't even speak because they were so choked up. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Wow. No, I haven't. No, that's great. So, all right, we have a uh, World Cup show to do, and so we should do it because Free Kicks is up now. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So, uh, you probably have noticed a little sadness in uh, in Adam's uh, voice that's uh, <laughs> not totally related to the Grant Wall situation. Uh, something else happened uh, at, the, uh, at the World Cup, and we'll get to that in a moment here. Uh, but first, this. From around the world and into your cup, this is the World Cup Report on Free Kicks. You know, I, I don't know if you agree with me about this, but uh, I think this has been a great World Cup, despite all my favorite teams losing, right? First yeah. Germany's gone, then America, and then I, I was rooting for Brazil, they're, and then they're gone, then England's right. gone, no more Ronaldo, uh, Neymar's gone, Harry Kane is now gone. Um, obviously... We talk about uh, the English Premier League on this uh, podcast, so that should be the focus of this episode. England, another disappointing exit. Um, What are your thoughts? Well, the World Cup is dead to me. Uh, So basically, (laughs) if you want to talk about something else, that's perfectly fine. Oh, uh, yeah, just a tough one. So it was... just to give you a little bit of a context of what my situation was, it was really a weird one. So I watched the first half at home, and then I, I mean, this is the problem with this World Cup in the odd times. So I had to go coach. 
So this was already pre-scheduled, everything. So I'm literally watching the game on my phone, setting up cones to get, <laughs> oh to, get a, to get to get the field ready. And then I'm running upstairs. But the problem is, and, as, and I think uh, uh, even some of the people have spoken about this, everybody's on a different delay because everybody, you're either watching it on the internet or you're watching it on TV. The TV is obviously the, the one that's the real time. And then if I'm watching it on my phone, I'm delayed. And so, so I'm watching it on my phone. I went upstairs, and they're a few seconds ahead. So it was just a, a nightmare. The whole penalty situation yeah. was awful because I had to run up. I saw the penalty. Oh, my God, that's, that's a definite penalty. Then the VAR took forever. I run upstairs so I can watch it live. <laughs> it was just it was awful. But um, tough, tough loss as we talked about briefly. And this is part of the game. The best team, in I think most people's opinion, lost. Um, France obviously put their chances away when they needed to. The former Chelsea player, Oliver Giroud, obviously came through at the end. Um, But yeah, I mean, I can't be disappointed with the way England played, how they put things together. Um, It's just obviously, again, the penalty kick jinx uh, yeah. hits England again, uh, unfortunately. So it was a tough one. Well, and there's no thought given to not having Harry Kane take that penalty, right? He's, right. he's your guy. He's the one that's taken a million penalties. And yeah, it exactly, just looks like exactly. the moment got to him a little bit. Yeah, and, and, and is, certainly understandable. Yeah, <laughs> of, under- course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the whole nation is has got everything. <laughs> But and and the, and the thing is, and I really get upset with all the people. You know, the the whole post match analysis. You know, in hindsight, is always there. It's like, oh, why he should never have taken the second penalty. I'm like, really? You had no plan. <laughs> Nobody here had a plan for two penalties in a game. You really don't have it. You you, you have your penalty kick taker. If he's in, he takes it. If he's not, then you got your second person. That's right. the plan. That's how it works. You don't have somebody else. Oh, he's going to take him because he went this way. No way. And the, and I think if there was ever a person that I wanted to take a penalty, it'd be Harry Kane. That first one was tremendous. And and I mean, you know, it, it's not like the second one didn't go in because the goalie had it figured out. Right. right. He skied exactly. it. It had nothing yeah. to do with that. Just hit the crap out of it. You're right, exactly. So it was again. Def, I'm so I'm so glad that we got the penalty because, and again, I'm not complaining about any type of referee, and I'm, I want to be conscious. But why did it take so long? That was the most obvious. I know <laughs> push in the back I've ever seen in my life. It it's really was, a, <laughs> and it was just. It was the Didn't they know least. that you had cones to set up? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, this is taking forever. I'm like, this is a penalty. This is a penalty. What? What is taking so long? And it was actually funny. I think uh, somebody I spoke to about it, they said, I think what was happening was the VAR, VAR guy was like, you need to go look at it. I'm telling you, you need to go look at it. You need to go look at it. And I think it was the referee thinking. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe it is a penalty. Yeah. But I, I could just see that conversation going with the VAR guy. You're an idiot. Go check the screen. Well, that you ref know, was so. not a great ref. I hate to say it. And, you know, you don't yeah. want to. It's not the ref's fault that they didn't win. Right. But Absolutely. He's, he, you know, for a World Cup, you, you expect a little higher quality than that. 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not. We don't want to bash the referee. I think you know decisions are made. There was some questionable ones. You could say that in every single game. That's true. I think that. I think that, like I said, it was just that that when you take so much time, the tension that goes around for those types of things, and then you think, I don't think they're going to get it. I don't think they're going to call it. You know, you just like everything goes in your head thinking about what was going to happen. So, but I'm glad the calls were made. Like you said, the referee did not affect the game. Ultimately, France scored the goals that they needed to. They're always very good on the counterattack, but. You know, tactically, I thought England played extremely well. They certainly did a really, really good job on shutting down Mbappe. Yes, uh, but and and he really did nothing. Right. Um, and and so I, I give England a lot of credit. They they came with a plan that was really good. It was just a shame that you know a guy hits a heck of a shot from thirty yards through some through Jude's Benningham's legs to go in. And then obviously the the second one off of Harry Maguire's shoulder. So right. It happens. Yeah. The future, we'll see what the future holds for Southgate. Lots of chatter right now. He's going back to reflect whether or not he's going to come back. I think everybody wants him to come back. Oh, they do want Uh, him to come back. Yeah, I think um, certainly he's been successful. I mean, there's always going to be people that complain about anything. That's the way it is. Well, you know what? That's actually a good point Uh, because before he got there, they never got as far as they've gotten. Right. Absolutely. So you yeah. got to consider yeah. that. I mean, you look at his, uh, I think I was looking at something in terms of how he's done uh, over the years. I mean, he's the most successful England manager in any type of World Cups and European Championship. First of all, he's played more games. That tells you something. If you've played more games, you've got to be successful. He's played 19. They've won 11 drawn four, lost four in World Cups and European Championships. It's pretty darn good. That is the next one. Good. The next one is uh, the next. The next person is Bobby Robson, and he's only won five of fifteen. So it gives you an idea of how successful he has been. So yeah. Well, you, you know, and uh, this this generation of English players, uh, they're still of. A perfect age that the next World Cup they'll still have the core of them there. No question. Yeah, the the future looks extremely bright, and that's how you look at it. And I, I listen to a lot of people over the weekend, and I think when it's when it's in bad shape, that's when you may need to change the manager. You know, you could probably talk about all of the managers that quit literally right after the game. Right. Brazil manager. Yeah. Uh, Holland manager's gone. Belgium manager's gone. So when they leave, things are not going well. Right. If Gareth Southgate left, that's really his decision. But it's not because he's not doing well. It's because he just doesn't want to do it anymore. So I, for that reason, I hope he stays. All right. Well, we still have four teams left uh, as we yeah. record this. Uh, let's talk about them in this second World Cup report. This is the World Cup report. The World Cup report on free kicks. Okay, now uh, some of our favorite players in the world are still in this, yeah. uh, including uh, in this Argentina-Croatia game where you've got uh, Modric, who's been un- incredible again. No question. And a Messi, who has also played quite well. Um, Netherlands, 
against Argentina was a game for the ages. Did you get a chance to see that one? I did. I did. I was able to watch all of those games on uh, uh, Friday. So um, what a great game. Yeah, back and forth. I mean, for them to tie it, literally the last minute of injury time, how exciting. And I was just – it was – so disappointing that after Holland got that guy, they just didn't go after him. Then they decided to sit back again. And yeah. so it was like, they got the goal and then we'll try and just play out for penalties. But it's like, you had him by the, by the throat there. Let's go knock him out. But wasn't yeah. meant to be. Uh, and then obviously Argentina came through and won it on penalty kicks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Virgil van Dyke, another all time great player, missed a penalty kick. So, you know, yes, You've got, uh, you know, the, the moment of the 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 moment of a World Cup situation like that with the pressure that those yeah. guys are under, and in that case, I think it was just a good save by the goalie, and you know, it mm-hmm. just it happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's only two things that can happen: <laughs> it's either in or it's not. So yeah, exactly. You know, Martinez, the goalkeeper of Argentina, made some big saves. I mean, in both the semifinals, it was the goalkeeper. Both quarterfinals on that Friday, it was the goalkeepers that came through. They made the saves to. And to how push about them Croatia's goalkeeper? He that guy Absolutely. has been incredible. And exactly. you know, the Croatians just in you know in general, uh, we didn't really talk about them as being legitimate. Uh, throughout this World Cup, but they have managed to find a way to win these games. And I wouldn't be shocked at all if they found a way to beat Argentina as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my good friend Rob, who we, who you know, we went on the trip to Chelsea with, he was texting me <laughs> throughout that game and uh, telling me, you know, it's like when it gets to extra time, it seems like Croatia gets better. You know, they find a way to just kind of grind it out. And when you think about the longer the game goes, Croatia gets better. Uh, And I would, if it goes to penalty kicks, I would probably bet a good amount of money if I was a betting man on Croatia Croatia to to do it because they have knocked them off. And the interesting thing, I was looking at this, and I don't think they played them well, but Croatia beat Argentina in the 2018 World Cup group stages last year so uh, in 2018 so they have history of beating them so i i wouldn't be surprised they obviously got to the final uh, in 2018 as well yeah i wouldn't be surprised uh, if they can't get there and uh, could be uh, we could have a really interesting final if uh, morocco knocks off france well we'll talk about that game in a second but just one last thing about argentina um, having watched uh, them play, I, th- I think I've seen all of their games so far. They, yeah, they have a they have a bit of a thuggish element to that team. They they're kind of hard to root for when you see some of the the hard fouls they make. And some yeah. of them are like obviously going for yeah. the man. And I know that there's a different culture in South America when when they play these games, but. Uh, that's, it's been a hard team to root for. You didn't see Brazil doing that. Yeah, I, I agree there. And it's a shame because, you know, everybody loves Messi and what he's done and how great of a player he is. And uh, I think people talk about the dark arts a little bit and they yeah. get into that discussion. And I think that's that's probably what hurts the Argentinian 
group, there were some pictures after the game where they were kind of, you know, in the faces of the Dutch players. Yeah, which what's isn't, that all about? Yeah, come on. But, yeah, yeah, well, not great. So the sportsmanship and all of those things there uh, probably needs to take a little bit of a a re a regroup for them. But there's no question, you know, Messi's on a bit of a mission. Yeah. This could be his World Cup. He's obviously played very well. Um, it's been a long time since they got through to this stage. Uh, since then, when they were runners up with Messi in 2014, but it's been 36 years since they last won it. So uh, they definitely do. Uh, but I'd like to see a new team win it. And yeah. we've got some new teams that could potentially do that. Well, one of those is Morocco, which yeah. has got to be the story of the World Cup so far. They are in the semifinals. They were not uh, picked to even make it out of the group stage. And here they are. They've knocked off some powerhouses. And yep. this the storyline here, Morocco versus France, is really fascinating because we're talking yeah. about, you know, the a former colony, basically, mm-hmm. uh, of mm-hmm. uh, of France. Um, you know, our, our good friend Mustafa Edders uh, yeah. is, a, is Moroccan. I had a long chat with him yesterday at my book signing. He, um, you know, he speaks French. I mean, the people grew mm. up in, in Morocco having to learn French. Um, right. Right. So this is like uh, they're... Their cultures are merged in ways, and in in ways that has uh, got to be a motivator for Morocco. No question. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's the the sister, the younger sister against the older sister. Yeah. However you want to look at it, it, it's definitely got everything set up for an upset. I hate to say that, yeah. but when you look at how the groups have gone, how the teams have done. And obviously, Morocco defensively, my goodness, absolutely brilliant. Conceded yeah. only one goal in the whole tournament. Uh, they've got experienced, high-profile players in, obviously, Hakim Saic from Chelsea and Hakimi, who's playing with PSG. And they've just gone through the group stages and the, and all of the others just knocking off teams, yeah. each team. So. I wouldn't be surprised if they can't knock off a French team that may be still recovering from that, you know, England win when they knocked them off. Yeah. So um, could could happen. We could easily have a Morocco-Croatian final, which <laughs> nobody nobody would have predicted. If anybody bet on that, <laughs> you're a genius. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, but you know, I I. Watch France now play several times. Their defense is a little bit shaky. Totally, I agree. Totally. I mean, it was definitely exposed by England. You saw that. Um, obviously, from in a transition moment, France is unbelievable. Mbappe's speed. Yeah. There was, there was maybe a couple of times against England where he showed his speed and he just kind of blew by Kyle Walker. Um, but um, yeah, well, you they, know that second got... penalty, the one that uh, that Harry missed. That yeah. that was the dumbest foul I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I know. Yeah, you're right. What just... in the world is that moron thinking? <laughs> I agree. I mean, they they make poor decisions in the defense, and that's for sure. And and that's where I think that's where Morocco could definitely uh, uh, cause them some problems because they're a good counter tracker team. It could be that type of a game where nobody wants the ball and it's just going to be in transition the whole time. Um, but yeah, you, you've got to think about how 
France, you know, with the players that they have, I mean, yeah. they should, they should, they should take care of business. But but they should. I a, think the yeah, the odds are are the uh, the betters are saying Argentina France final, but uh, as you mentioned, it could very easily be uh, <laughs> Croatia against Morocco. I think yeah, and I think both games. The longer the games go, as long as they're if they're tied, I would go. I would go with the upset. Right. If if the teams score early, the favourites in in Argentina and France score early, I don't think the others will be able to come back. So right. that's my thought. Exactly. Well, the next time we uh, we chat here, uh, we'll have uh, we'll have a World Cup champion. So that's right. you know, wanted to talk yeah. about all four of these teams while they're still alive. And free kicks yeah. is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Yeah, Illinois Youth Soccer has been uh, a, has a strong history of credibility and is one of Illinois' largest youth sports organizations. Illinois Youth Soccer is a nonprofit corporation, state association and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, U.S. Soccer Federation Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. Okay. And as you mentioned, he's been busy lately with everything going on in the office. So we appreciate you taking some time out to uh, do this oh. and, and and do this, this favorite part of the show, which is up now. Time now to guess the Premier League star. And as we mentioned, you know, during the World Cup, we're only doing uh, stars that are in the World Cup still. And now there's only four teams as we tape this, which means that uh, it it really limits the number of choices. This should be this should be easy for you. Okay, there are Premier League stars <laughs> on all the teams, so yeah. you'll have to figure out which one we're talking about here. Uh, right. This one okay. is 30 years old. Okay, he's uh, a tall drink of water, according to the stats here. He's six five. Wow. Yeah, which I was surprised at. Um, he has played for two Premier League clubs. Okay. Uh, one of them, however, he didn't get on the field that often, and they lent him out to six different clubs while he was on their roster. Interesting. Wow. He has been with his current Premier League team since 2020. Okay. He's a starter on the national team, on his national <laughs> team. Has 24 caps, but he's never scored a goal. Wow. You you've been you've been very vague with this one. I know. My, I know. Uh, <laughs> brilliant one that I did last week. Exactly. So that, how about this? Uh, even though he scored zero goals, he has been instrumental in shootouts. Okay, so potentially a goalkeeper. Would you say that would I be I would correct? say that, yes. Okay. And would he be playing for, I'm guessing, Aston Villa? He is. All right, and 
Kane is a goalkeeper playing for Aston Villa, and they actually had another player who played in the World Cup in Maddie Cash. Yep. But I'm going to go with our favorite goalkeeper from Argentina, Emiliano Martinez. That is correct. I was going to say okay. he's the only Emiliano playing in England, <laughs> <laughs> but that oh, might have been a little too much of a that, tip. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> But really, that's interesting that he got loaned out so many times. Yeah, he was uh, on the Arsenal roster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they just kept sending him out. I mean, he played he played at a bunch of different places, including Wolverhampton. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's still t- we still have a, another event here we're going to do, and that's this. Now time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. I don't know. Are there any games coming up uh, this week? That uh... there's a couple of semifinals. <laughs> when, when is the final? When is the final? So the final is going to be Sunday. Okay. So which would be obviously the game that we all need to watch. And if there's going to be a TV tip, I think you have to have World Cup finals here. They only come around once every four so. years. I would think so. So it's going to be 9 a.m. on Fox, um, World Cup final. Obviously, we've got – who knows? We'll find out very, very soon. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday are the two semifinals this week. Yep. Uh, those people who are coaches and administrators, you can want to come by our office on Wednesday. We've got our coaches' connection as well as a little watch party for the second semifinal. It was our hope that England would be in it. Instead, we're going to be watching France versus Morocco. Okay, that's all right. We'll watch it. That's okay. (laughs) But, yeah, it should be a great game, to be honest. It'll be be fun. And then, obviously, Tuesday we'll have the Croatia-Argentina game. So, tune in Sunday morning. Get up early, 9 a.m., World Cup final. There's your TV tip. All right. Well, Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. Uh, we had our Christmas party yesterday. A nice nice turnout. Uh, 65 years of soccer excellence. Green White provides a great travel soccer program for kids of all ages. Led by former World Cup player and coach and Moroccan Mustafa Edders. Go to greenwhitesoccer.org. All right, we'd uh, like to give some special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And when we come back for the next episode of Free Kicks, we will have a World Cup champion. So be sure to tune in again next week for a brand new edition of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? What is the deal with all these little, little liquor shoppers. bottles? Uh, yesterday was my sister's birthday, and as Germans, I just thought it would be fun to buy a bunch of little ones. And as it turns out, I bought too many. You've got some crap here. You got yeah. rumple mints oh it's awful 99 apples uh that is uh, apple schnapps that is 99 proof are you kidding me no holy crap which means it probably doesn't taste like apples at all <laughs> be my guess so this is 50 percent alcohol oh right? yeah mm-hmm. well all right you want one? Oh my god this <laughs> this apple stuff is awful <laughs> 
this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, all of these are so horrible. Ugh. No, not even a hint of an apple. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.